testing one two <laughs> i'm honestly going to put this in the episode <laughs> I just put on my glasses guys welcome to the episode <laughs> i'm with id guys hi guys yeah she's not uh, she's the one i just talked about <laughs> yeah and this week we did officials 46 um we're going to have to shout out id's neighbor upstairs because we're recording this episode at, in id's apartment if you're on our twitter you would have seen the video of id missing the words lauren diagle song wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> we forgive you for not knowing the lyrics mm-hmm. i absolutely knew the lyrics if you checked out that video yeah anyway so shout out to id's neighbor who's gonna be making some noise during this episode and i hope you can forgive us and forgive her as well and welcome to the episode Woo-hoo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay let's get to it efficient four to six that's what we did this week first of all your what do you think about the in the book of Ephesians. Okay, first of all, um, Paul talking to the Ephesians, he was, um, okay, first of all, the whole of Ephesians mm. is just Paul describing who we are and what we should do as a result of who we are. Yeah. So from chapter 1 to 3, it was like a description of what Christ has, what God has done for us in Christ, mm-hmm. who we are in Christ, you mm-hmm. know, a description of what we have. I, yeah. do, I hope they can hear you. I honestly do. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a description of everything that God has done for us through Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. And the Ephesians 1 to 3 was joined to Ephesians 4 to 6 with the word therefore. Yeah. So he said, um, okay, you are this and you have this. This is who you are. Therefore, this is how you should behave as a result of who you are. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I think it was just wrapping up like, this is who you are. The entirety. I, I, I like. you should behave. I like, I like that as well. I think I said in the first episode, um, when we did one to three, where I talked about unity and how like, like unity was a big factor in the entire book. And I think he continued with that. In a lot of things, he was always like, going on and on and talking about um unity and starting from one to three and when he got to like id said this is who you are when he got to this is what you ought to do or this is how you ought to behave because of who you are he started talking about this is how you should be to one another still a concept of unity and um, you'd see in ephesians 4 3 where he said be faithful to god the sweet harmony the holy spirit among you in the bonds of peace being one body and one spirit as you were all called into the same glorious hope of divine destiny for the lord god is one and so are we so there's oneness 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 and he's talking about that i think it's very important um that he he mentioned that um how god is one because oftentimes um i i think we we idea and i have like, had a conversation about this yesterday i i I feel like it's going to be long about trying like shorten it. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Trinity and how people say, but we serve one God, and how can you say that there's three of them? And um, there's there's really not the word Trinity in the Bible, to be honest. But it's a very important tenet of Christianity because Revelation in Bible has shown us that there was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Um, Revelation for redemption. And um, it's, it's so important that you acknowledge each person as people who exist and people who existed together at different times, in different realities, at different positions, because God is um, omnipotent. Mm. 
omnipresent Omnip- omnipresent omnipresent yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but basically we all have to um admit that these are this is one god and he's one in nature and in essence and one verse that alludes to that not in ephesians is in philippians philippians 2 verse 5 or 2 verse 6 actually that says him not being in him not counting same nature with christ as anything to be proud about but laying himself down laying his life down and even to death even to the death of the cross and for other translations that would be into for criminal death so um christ did not say oh well i'm like god and i'm like god because i'm one in nature with him and so um maybe one angel should go and die (laughs) why why, why would you say why would you And, and and another beautiful thing we see is that um um, scripture shows us that scripture reveals that christ chose to die so it wasn't like god saying oh yeah you yes you go go and die it, w- it wasn't nothing like that it was yeah. just him saying i would go for these people which is amazing so yes even with that oneness which is the oneness we see in christ we see that oneness in ourselves so we as the body of christ we are one and then paul has us like that we should live in love with one another we should live in submission and a lot of things like if you go on in the verse you'd see that we're all one we're all one it's a recurring concept so important also paul (laughs) talked about how um we have gifts like jesus when he ascended Mm. he left us gifts yeah we have gifts in our spiritual gifts yeah Yeah. um ministers our pastors um wait a second i don't think the spiritual gifts i think a better a better term for this would be grace gifts mm-hmm. because he said um he has given us this gift according to a measure of his grace so i think that would be better not like the spiritual gifts are not given because of grace obviously it's not because of anything we worked for mm-hmm. but i i feel like just to like pay a little bit difference it's not speaking in tongues this is yeah. a different sort of gift so what are the gifts though yeah prophets apostles mm-hmm. pastors. pastors and teachers mm-hmm. and we have to recognize this because it's important for our spiritual growth Gross, he, gave, yeah. he gave us this gift so that we can grow as a church yeah and like we can have unity in our knowledge in, in, Christ. in Christ yeah doctrinal so now, unity very yeah, important because if, if in Christianity today, you yeah. know there are a lot of divisions. Yeah, lot of this one is this. This is how we serve God. I'm redeemed. Yeah, I'm a winner. Yeah, like, <laughs> no soft throne. Of, yeah, that's your church as well. Yeah, <laughs> but like this, these people like are supposed to teach us to have one doctrine. Yeah, because all together really, there's one God. There's like one said, God. Yeah, exactly. One spirit so and everything. So, so we're all one in in that extent. So. Yeah, our knowledge of Christ should be unified. Like we should know what what it is yeah not not have differences and everything mm. and it's also important that we should know what we believe in so that if someone else comes and talks about something that sounds like different yeah, yeah. that sounds like I think actually makes that talks about it mm-hmm. so we, we won't be logical. children yeah that will be like tossed at to and fro by changing exactly. doctrines because it sounds right paul paul peter osipo in church he's um he's um, one of our leaders in church Mm-hmm. I I realized I didn't do that in the last episode. I mentioned some news that people would not be familiar with. So Peter or Paul Sipo is one of our leaders in church, mm-hmm. and so he mentioned something like that when he was teaching, and he mentioned how that um, we have to be very careful of the things that we listen to. I mean, we've been taught well, so we should not just pick. Oh well, he said it well. It sounds ca- kind of like the truth. Be very careful. Be very exact. And what 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 happens if when when you're being taught by these grace gifts, when you're being taught correctly? then you're going to be 
your mind is going to be so alert to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like the truth, but it really is. It, is, it really is. And something is off. Yeah. Yeah. And when you know what you believe, there's yeah. always discernment when there's like a when something is wrong. Wrong teaching. So these people are God's gift to us. Um amazing another part okay i was telling i did the story of my room where i had a lot of writings if you had known me back in university of Indore, when I, where i had my apartment off campus then you'd know that i had writings of scriptures on the walls and then people would come in and they write scriptures on the walls as well and so there was this scripture i really liked it's really short it's you have not so learned christ in kjv that's officials 420 and i like that scripture a lot because it's like a bot Mm-hmm. in between two sentences in the previous sent in the previous statements or the previous verses before you ha- but you have also learned Christ Paul talks about the the lives of unbelievers he talks about their um what they spiritual apathy yeah. Yeah. things that appeal to them mm-hmm. things are so easy he, he says they're just um I, I like to read from TPT a lot actually and I'm going to use some words that TPT uses for what he said he said that they have a blinded understanding they have deep-seated moral darkness um and this deep-seated moral darkness keeps them from true knowledge of god they have spiritual apathy they surrender their lives to lewdness impurity and sexual obsession so their lives are in the con- in control of these things Th- their lives are controlled by these things mm-hmm. basically and he says this is what it was for you as an unbeliever but you who is now a believer, you who is now changed, you who now has the influence of the Holy Spirit, you have not so learned Christ. That's not the teaching of Christ that you received. It's so important. I mm-hmm. think that people need to be reminded of it every single time. It was a certain reminder for me as well. I would see it and I would say, Bunye, you have not so learned Christ. Oh mm-hmm. my God, you just screamed that. Bunye, you have not so learned Christ. <laughs> you know, you just acted out of your anger. Bunye, you mm-hmm. have not so learned Christ. Oh my God, you just acted out of your sexual desires. Bunye, you have not so learned Christ. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an easy way of calling yourself out, but it, it really helps a lot if you would like. And then after that verse, I told you that was like a bot moment. He mm. goes on to explain what you actually have received in Christ. If you have experienced the anointed one and heard his truth, it will be seen in your life. For we know that the ultimate reality is embodied in Jesus. And what do you have? You have all of the fullness of the Godhead, Colossians chapter two, in Christ, in you, the fullness of the Godhead dwells in bodily form. So you you embody Jesus entirely. So if you do, then why on earth would you be acting like you used to? Yeah. You're not subject to those desires. You're subject to the Holy Spirit. I think one thing about um, being subject to your desires is yeah. fearing them. Yeah. Like, okay, I've given my life to Christ. This was me before. Yeah. But now I'm scared. Like, what if I go back? And then that's the thing. What you fear, like Pastor Maiwa said in church. Yeah. Okay. What Pastor Maiwa is one of our pastors, by the way. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> what you fear eventually will you will attract will amplify. It. Yeah. yeah. You will attract it. It will be amplified in your life. In your life. Said that. Yeah. So like, you should not be scared of going back. You should mm-hmm. be bold. You should know that like everything that comes into your mind as a form of fear is a lie yeah. to distract you from what is what is exactly. and what is is you live by faith now and that is what that's, you, your reality. that's the way you receive Christ and that's mm-hmm. the way you live you live by faith in the son of God so living in fear is not an option for you and so um, your old desires or desires that is private to the old nature we're not saying that the old nature doesn't have these desires I'm saying that you're not in the old nature any mm-hmm. longer and so your desires are changed entirely by Christ Jesus I think I think that's like 
the most important part I, I i really like that part in chapter four and so he goes on to tell them like how they should rather live i mean you know so learn christ this is what you've learned so it's, he says let your words be seasoned with grace very important because sometimes we're cussing and it slips out and honestly very honest mistake it happens but we should like as christians understand that yeah yeah like i have not so learned christ exactly what if, what you can what you can't imagine your pastor doing don't do it i just slam like yeah we don't don't don't, don't do because it. i you feel like we place our pastors on such a high like, pedestal and not just any pastor like if you have a legit no, not like you, <laughs> you have a legit pastor like my pastor pastor Emmanuel, even <laughs> what you can't imagine shala shala <laughs> what you can't imagine him saying, saying don't say if you can't say, yeah. imagine pastor past saying WTF? You know, <laughs> do not, do not do it. Did I say? Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that as as much as we put our pastors on such a high pedestal, Paul, Paul goes to when he starts to explain realities, he doesn't just talk about it to our pastors. Mm-hmm. He talks about it to every single one of us because we've all been called exactly. to spread the word. So he, just he, he them, knows how important your ambassadorship is exactly. as well. Yeah, so. Agreed, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. alright. So, one other thing, yeah. Is that we should walk in love. Yeah. And then, he made, he made this point in chapter 5. 5. We should be imitators of God in everything that we do. And, I mean, God is love. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the personality of God. First and there foremost. are a lot of things that would drive us crazy, that would make us, like, in this world, this yeah. world is disappointing. Yes, Sis, people. Let's not will, talk about it, but disappoint. Annoy you, people yeah. Will break your heart. Yeah. People disappoint you. Yeah, people, people block you on WhatsApp. They will block you. It's a joke, but they will block you. <laughs> so yeah, people will return your return your kindness. Yeah, for trash. Exactly. Yeah, they will do that and. You, sh- you are above that because you're not just a normal human being and yeah. God is in you and God is love exactly so what he emphasizes here is that I mean Jesus Christ surrendered his life for us and that that's the kind of that's the magnitude of love we should be walking in, in as well because I mean before he came for us we were like in our sins wallowing we were slanderers in we were oh <laughs> we were horrible and we couldn't help it because this was our nature yeah you know oftentimes when when we talk about the sin that um christ delivered us from we start to think of he delivered me from lying and he delivered yes he did deliver you from those things but he delivered you from a root sin sin was your nature mm-hmm. like that was the nature that every man had before christ came I so Jesus' death delivered you from sin nature so that you would not have the sin acts. Mm-hmm. Really interesting way to put it. Exactly. That's really interesting. So, yeah, I like the love that you're working in is Christ's love. Not just your human capability of love where exactly. you just tell that fine girl, I love you. Oh, <laughs> that really cute singer that you love him. I will kill you, Bouye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, no way. <laughs> inside joke, inside joke. So, yeah, um, it's not even about like all of us. Yeah, it's God's love, and we are working in that love. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're continuing. So, yeah, 
and another thing that Paul talks about, I like how Paul went from like the concept of I just wants to kill me with her eyes. <laughs> no, continue, continue. <laughs> Attack in this room. Help, guys, help. So yeah, I love how like Paul moves like through different things. He first talks about how we should behave to one another as the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and then he talks about he he goes on to talk about like how the a family which is a unit in the body of Christ should behave mm-hmm. and then he he starts with wives submit to your husbands as you will submit to Christ i remember reading this verse um some months earlier and you know how the word of god is new every morning it's literally new every morning because mm-hmm. you've seen this thing before but then it hits you in a different light yeah, and you yeah, start yeah. like oh my god so it was like such an epiphany for me reading this verse at that time because it's like submit to your husband as you have submitted to god first and foremost let me say this thing yeah it not say women submit to men mm-hmm. it says wives Submit to your husband. So if you are not my husband, don't even. <laughs> I am going to slap you guys right now. <laughs> don't dare. Well, I mean, arrogance is not a fruit, a fruit of, of the spirit. spirit. <laughs> so, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, yeah. So it's not every guy, or it's not every man, that every woman. Is to submit to it is wives to husband <laughs> this was a family instruction also one thing i would like to say about submission is that um he he made an example mm. as christ yes yeah as god and um god yeah jesus christ yes. submitted himself himself to, to god yeah him. very important fact but then it was willingly like he really didn't have to and he had like the power like he said yes to, the same power like to be with god to be seated in high places and yes, everything but, but then he decided to human. form yeah in human form and mm-hmm. there's a way pastor described this thing mm. once imagine you turning into a dog to save a dog yeah crazy like do you know how filthy dogs are dogs that don't have humans as their best even friends. the ones that have humans my dog <laughs> oh my god terrible right i mean <laughs> the difference between like a human and a godly nature it's 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 a, a lot more than a human and a dog you exactly know? so for him to come down that really and make his abode and yeah. become human and that's one thing i like to point out like it doesn't mean that you are lower than a, a person or your husband, husband when, you when you submit it just means that it's honor it's just yes yeah, it's just a way of so submission is like putting someone in 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 double esteem it's the same way i submit to my pastor i'm not submitting to my pastor because he has more of the holy spirit than Mm -hmm. i do and just the same way i'm not submitting to christ because he has more of the holy spirit Mm -hmm. if that's a way of putting it because he has put the full measure of himself in me yeah i'm submitting to him because i place him in high esteem like i'm saying i'm giving you this glory i'm giving you this honor i'm raising you high do you understand it's not because of um let's say ranking yeah because in spiritual ranking yeah it's just like it's it's willing and that's it's willing that's very important like if you're going to submit properly you have to understand that okay we are equals maybe financially intellectually (laughs) but then i'm willing to let you leave because i mean you are my husband you are the head of this family yeah 
please take it away on on and on and then um next thing uh, other versions say not just submission other versions say devotion so people should understand that submission is not you kneel down to serve him food there's so many ideas of submission i'm not even going to like go into that that's another topic but would you kneel down to serve your husband food will you cook for your husband it's funny but i don't i don't like we could have this conversation but it's going to take a lot a lot of time yeah. honestly but then I was all just kneeling down there. I don't think it's even really necessary. <laughs> you married your best friend, you now come and be kneeling down. <laughs> so you you see you see this is how I say, yeah. I feel like if you want to kneel down for your husband, go ahead, but don't make it a standard. Yeah. Do you get like <laughs> if you feel like oh yeah, but I, I I hope you know that you're not under any duress to do it. Mm-hmm. You're not under force. Jesus did not tell you to kneel down for him. So, do you get? But if you want to do it because that is the way you want to place honor on your husband, yeah, sure, go ahead, do that. That's fine by me. And, like, I'm not going to come to your house and go, why are you kneeling down for your husband? You <laughs> <laughs> want to kneel down, my sister, like, do it. <laughs> I honestly I honestly could not be bothered um, any less. Also, about, like, this issue of cooking, just, just to say it once, I believe that, and I've always believed this, that, um... People should do what they're right fitted for. Mm-hmm. But as much as doing what you're right fitted for, like if you know how to do something, do it. Do you understand? But as much as you want to do what you're right fitted for, do what you can. You're right fitted to do at a particular time. Like you can do that thing. Um, you can't expect that people would come back from work. Two people will come back from work, and especially it's an economy where there's not just one sex working. Two sexes are working in an office environment. Two of them most likely come back from work around the same time. Two of them are bone tired, had a stressful day at work, and then they say, "Well, the wife is hi, cook boy." Yeah, like both of us. Like if we are both hungry, we should both because like we both had a long day. Yeah, and I mean, I would offer because. I would offer to, but then if you don't offer to help me back, then you are wicked. <laughs> <laughs> you are wicked. I'll pray against you. Like that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said you're wicked. Cause I mean, oh my I, God, I, I should honor you. you as my husband, but then you should love me as yeah. your wife. <laughs> yeah, which is another thing. Um, um, Paul says to husbands, husbands love your wives as as Christ loved the, the church. church. So that's another model. And Christ's love was like the love that was selfless. Yes, and he served. He, he came to serve, served. not to be served. To yeah, be served. Exactly. So yes, in the place of cooking, <laughs> <laughs> I just picked, I just come to. <laughs> I just looking for a man that can cook for her, guys. No, I'm just saying, if we both work, I'll even come back. And we're both tired. Like now, we we're going cook. to buy takeout. Yeah, or we I, can't just agree to buy takeout. I, I, mean, I, I, I believe that it's not going to be much of we will both cook. Yeah, because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Even if two people are doing it, I'm tired, boy. Uh, <laughs> so please, can we just buy takeout? But provide the money for the takeout. But yeah, um. So these these are like certain things that Paul talks about and then he goes on in the next chapter which is chapter 6 at the start to talk about children mm-hmm. and another thing I was mentioning to Ida is that I like how when Paul talks about one party he talks about the other party he covers everything. He, he covers everybody he talked There's about literally wives, no loophole. talked about husbands talked about children's responsibility to their parents, talked about parents responsibility to children, talked about slaves to masters, masters to slaves mm-hmm. so um, he just like 
I, I, I believe that the Bible just like talks about everything. Mm-hmm. It, inc- it encompasses our lives. It's like a manual for our living as Christians. Obviously, there's an exegesis because some things that he talked about were really relevant to that time and then we have to put it into our times because we don't have masters and slaves as much anymore or really anymore what we have is staff and employees Mm -hmm. do you get so paul is saying you're an employer to your employee Mm -hmm. treat your employees right and he's saying you're an employee to an employer don't be doing eye service because i did this week don't do eye service (laughs) (laughs) my office there's no room for eye service but as I was saying, like there are some employers that will try to break you. I mean, I don't know if they are trying or they are just playing rude. But like people will test, they will try. You. Yeah, but you have to be like, yeah, you have to serve like you are serving God. Christ. Yeah, be beyond look beyond who they are and the certain things that they could do. I think the last concepts that um Ephesians touches on is spiritual warfare. Yeah, so I did take it away. Like just just give us a hint, a hint, hint, because we laughed about this verse. So let's just <laughs> laugh in recording. Yeah. Okay, so um he talked about like everything that you should put on your your faith, your righteousness. I put on like from mango, from Balenciaga. What what do you mean? Um Okay, let me just read it a bit. Put okay. on God's complete set of armor. This is um true fashion translation, by the way. Yeah, which God's I love, by complete. the way. Yeah, it's so, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you'll be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but mm. with the highest principalities and authorities. <laughs> 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 Operating rebellion under the... <laughs> heavenly realms so yeah. basically everything that happens in the physical yeah it stems from the spirit. spiritual so like we think that we're fighting against each other we think oh this this set of people have bad energy or she's so rude or like we find reasons to fight against ourselves physically yeah but that's not a battle yeah it's not a battle because a lot of these things people need help like if someone is being rude to you pray for them they need help you don't yeah. know what they are going through or you don't know yeah. like what how's, made how's them their spirit way. yeah I, I think that should be a question mm-hmm. as much as i like to ask people how's your heart I think I should start asking how is your spirit. Yeah, that's, that's a very good conversation starter as well for evangelism. Take note, guys. So how's your spirit? Yeah. So mm. go on. So like, I it's, it's just it's not with human beings that mm. we're fighting. I mean, they need help too. They need prayer too. They need God too. Mm-hmm. So even even in the body of Christ, we mm-hmm. find ourselves like fighting with each other. Oh, this guy's being fake. He broke it. Yeah. <laughs> like how oh, is doing about something because pastor is here. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> We just we just find this. Even you too, you need prayer. <laughs> if you are finding issues with people like this, you are the issue. <laughs> we need to lay hands on you. <laughs> okay, so yeah. So basically, our real enemy is the devil, and yeah. he is going to try to take out every word that God has placed in your heart, but right. you have to guard it with your armor. Yeah. With the full armor that mm-hmm. God has given you. And mm-hmm. you have this armor, so just put it on. Put on I like how all through, all through that verse, like, he wasn't just saying, like, the armor was never 
pray against the devil. Yeah, it wasn't cast and bind. Ah, <laughs> no, no, no shade. We're not throwing any shade. <laughs> we don't throw shade on this podcast. Uh, this is a Christian podcast. We're not shading anybody. Jesus is our shade. Mm-hmm. We're not shading anybody. So yeah, we're just saying. Yeah, no cast and bind. Nothing like that. He's exactly. he's talking about a battle. He's talking about a fight. He's saying your fight is not with human beings. It's in the spiritual. But he's not saying pray to fight against these guys what's he saying actually he's saying okay first of all um put on truth as a belt to strengthen to strengthen you to stand in triumph mm-hmm. put on holiness as a protective armor that covers your heart because i mean guard your heart because yeah, these are, are the issues. issues of life stand on your feet alert then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace in every battle. Take faith as your wraparound shield, because if you don't have faith, you're leaving space for fear, Ooh. and fear is the enemy's like he's going to lie to you and yeah, to try to and then you'll be um, scared and anxious. Like yeah. Pastor Mawa's message today, you guys should listen to um, the message today. What's it called? Something about anxiety. Yeah, dealing with anxiety. Dealing with anxiety. Yeah. So like, um, make sure that you have faith. Make sure that you put on holiness as a as an armor that covers your heart, mm. and um, embrace the power of salvation, of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Mm. And that's one thing that we need, like knowing who we are, like what we are now. Mm. You are this, but now you are this. You are holy. Mm. You are blameless. You have access to Christ. Once this covers your head. No lie can go in. Yeah. Because whatever lie goes in is just coming out of the other ear. Because you know, it's like you know that you know that you know that. Like this is true. That's why knowing your identity in Christ is so important. Exactly. And take the mighty razor sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God. Yeah. And anytime the devil wants to lie to you, you speak back with the word. With the you word of God. You assure yourself and like this is this is what God says about mm-hmm. me. Um as and, and I think one thing that happens a lot of times is that guilt, guilt guilt keeps a lot of people down god is not keeping you down god is not rejecting you mm-hmm. god has said there's no condemnation but oftentimes when we fall into sin we we are kept down by guilt yeah and we are kept down by the reality of i just sinned we're not saying that you didn't just sin we're telling you that there's a bigger reality that's over your sin that has covered your sins a multi a multiple times over or multiple times over um, i and, remember this testimony that you yeah. told me that someone shared yeah about like while he was still living in sin, sin. like when he finally gave his life to christ he yeah. saw a vision of how while he was still living in yeah sin, exactly the holy spirit was always with there him. with him like the thing like you might not you might never feel it but god is always with you yeah so like he, he knew he actually did know why you were nasty yeah and he's not condemning you for it so exactly. i think what shouldn't keep you guys down is when those things happen reassure yourself of christ and what his, your reality in christ is say i'm blameless i'm holy and the righteousness of god in christ jesus and being in sin committing sin does not change the real identity that god has given you you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus Mm -hmm. and so when that happens you know that okay this is me i got to stop acting like i'm not Mm -hmm. i have to stop the acts of the sinful flesh i have to stop that and then walk in your reality i think reassuring yourself vocally about it helps a lot with that there's also where he talks about prayer there yeah pray passionately in this field as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at mm-hmm. all times 
pray okay. that's praying in tongues yeah. yes yeah pray the blessings of god upon all his believers and pray also that god's revelation will be released through me every time i preach the wonderful mystery of hope feel gospel i like um, how paul understands knowledge and how yeah. important knowledge is in our spiritual work and we talked work. about this prayer thing yesterday, yeah how he didn't say We'll pray that pray that the devil and all his arrows will, will burn fall down, down fall down and fire will encamp cast down bind the meetings of, of the, the enemies, enemies. <laughs> ah confused we have got some fire bomb churches <laughs> no no so but we have <laughs> lord that's yeah. another just for another day the guys. devil will always like he will yeah. always come at you what, what we're doing we're not praying against the devil yeah what, take care what of yourself yeah you're talking about yourself of course mm-hmm. see the devil is defeated exactly i always like to remind people about that we have the victory in christ jesus so when jesus is saying yo these battles are your fighting you're not fighting against the devil because mm-hmm. that's an already won battle mm-hmm you're fighting against thoughts and ideas that will raise themselves and exalt themselves over the ideas and the thoughts of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're guarding your heart. Yeah. You're guarding the things that you say. You're guarding the places that you go. You're because absorbing the word. And you're the word is encompassing you yeah. and deciding how you move and mm-hmm. leading you and directing you. Exactly. And I, I think that's, that's really it for spiritual warfare. Yeah. And I've loved the book of Ephesians entirely. And if you've been studying with us, I hope you've loved it as much. I I really want to, I really pray that the word um, encompasses your heart, that the word dictates your walk with God and that you walk according to the Holy Spirit leading in your life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so we're going to, do you want to announce the next book we're going to? Because okay, I did yes. decision, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next week we're going to be reading the book of Galatians. Galatians! <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Galatians 1 to 3. Three chapters a week is what we've been doing, and mm-hmm. we plan to continue like that. Um, so excited. Um, yeah, so I'm still Bunye. I'm still going to be with, on the rest of this podcast, but ID is signing out. So, ID, what do you want to tell your fans, your loyal fans? What fans? <laughs> Well, do, do you know how many people listened to you last week? <laughs> yeah, guys, I, I forgot to um, I forgot to say a very huge thank you to the over 60 people who listened to me on the last podcast episode, 35 minutes. Oh. Guys, wow. <laughs> but I want to say thank you to every single person who listened to that episode. We're not done with the entire episode, but thank you guys so much for signing out. Have an amazing week ahead. This is the Christian Takes segment, and this week's episode will be hosted by myself only. I do not have a guest, so I hope I do justice to today's topic. And today's topic is homosexuality. Um, first of all, I would like to say that the common saying that homosexuality is against Christianity is false. Homosexuality is a sexuality, and the sexuality is not against our faith. Actually, or in, it's the other way around. Our faith, Christianity, is against homosexuality. And in saying that, I would also like to point out that our faith is against homosexuality, but our faith is not against the people. Just like the people, or just like people who have that sexuality, are not against Christianity. Does that make a little sense? I hope it does. 
if you didn't get it you can rewind it's a podcast <clears throat> i'm sorry that my voice is going to be a little <clears throat> a little bit low in this segment and that's because i'm losing my voice but i will try to be as loud and as audible as possible so that you can hear what i have to say there's also the use of the destruction of sodom and gomorrah by a lot of christians to attack homosexuals and go oh you're sinful and this is the reason god destroyed sodom and gomorrah so you're going to be destroyed before i even go into the story of sodom and gomorrah where we will find out that god did not destroy sodom and gomorrah for homosexuality specifically but god destroyed sodom and gomorrah for sinfulness full stop not specifically homosexuality but before i get to that i would like you to know that you have no right and no reason to pass judgment as a human being on a person you have no reason to pass judgment on another person if indeed you are passing judgment for sins or sins committed then i would like you to know that as such were some of you as such were some of you we're getting to that Sodom and Gomorrah the story of Sodom and Gomorrah is such an interesting one you can find that in Genesis 18 where this men who are angels they're referred to as the Lord the Lord um when there is if you notice through the timeline of the Old Testament that when there's a revelation of a celestial being just like when Moses was when the angel appeared unto Moses in the burning bush and when something supernatural happened they oftentimes referred to is as my Lord the Lord um just like when Saul was being plagued constantly by an evil spirit they would say my Lord the Lord um, gave Saul an evil spirit. Many things that were supernatural because they did not have a proper understanding of scripture, and not just of scripture, but they did not have a proper understanding of the person of God. They would say that anything that was supernatural was God. If the wind blew harshly, they would say that was God in the wind, and it may not have been God. It might just been have been anything at all. But they attributed so many things to God in the Old Testament timeline. This my Lord and the Lord as used in this chapter referred to the angels who came down and their own job. The reason that these angels came was to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. So destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was not an afterthought at the point where the men in the city came to them and asked to sleep with them. Destruction was not an afterthought. It was the initial reason that they were on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah. So these men walked up and they first of all met with Abraham. And they gave a prophecy about Abraham and Sarah who were old, giving birth to children. And then they revealed unto Abraham what their initial reason for going out to Sodom was. Because Abraham would be the father of many nations. By Abraham's lineage, all nations will be blessed. And that is because Christ was to come out of his loins. 
and so because of this revelation they said we know abraham is going to be great so why not just tell him what we're going to do and so they said the sin of sodom and gomorrah is so great and it has reached unto the ears of the lord it is so great that God has noticed these people are a sinful folk. Imagine a concentration of sinfulness in a particular place and God knows about that sinfulness. Mind you, this is not to say that God does not know about little sins or huge sins or any of that thing. That's not necessary. That's not true. God knows us all. God is omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, omniscient, omniscient. I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but then, um, the certainty is that God knows and God knew that their sinfulness was great and he says I'm going to destroy them because they are sinful that's the reason that the angels put out they, they tell Abraham that and so what does Abraham do Abraham starts to talk to them he says I, I he's cowering when he's speaking to them he says okay I'm a man but I'm going to ask you this if there's 50 people there who are righteous would you destroy them and it's like 50 now I'm going to spur them and then he goes how about 45 and on and on till 10 and then the Lord is like 10 sure I'm going to spur them if they're just 10 righteous people there and 10 is the figure that the Lord who is the angel stops at and so when the angels get to Sodom and Gomorrah, they meet Lot first. And they're thinking of going to sleep in the open field. But Lot says, no, come in. Let me cook for you. Let me be hospitable to you. Same thing Abraham does. Know that Lot is the nephew of Abraham and that they had parted ways earlier, in the, earlier on in the book of Genesis. They had gone to different ways. Lot had chosen this site because it seemed to have a lot of greener pastures. And Abraham had chosen another another side and their pathways but now at this point in time abraham is worried about his nephew lot who is in the city that the angels are going to destroy lot meets with the angels same home training lots like let me take care of you guys now in the evening bible records that the men of the city both young and old, and the people from every corner of the city came out to the house. They encompassed the house. They surrounded the house. So I would like you to know that it was not just men who asked to sleep with the angels who came to see Lot, but it was people. It was everyone around the house. There was such a sinful um there was such a sinful city that they had a lot of people not just men, men and women who came around and wanted to sleep with the angels, the new guests in the city, because they'd been tired of sleeping with themselves. <laughs> That's an inference anyway, guys. So, um, what does Lot do? Or what do the angels do? Lot says, come on, sleep with my, my daughters who are not married. We find out later on in the chapter that they're actually married. But he goes, to hell with it. Just sleep with my daughters instead. And I'm like, nah, we've already slept with those ones. <laughs> okay, they didn't say that. But then they're insistent. I want to sleep with the new ones that come into town. So many times when this part is um, taught in church, I know that I've been taught this. People say, or pastors who have taught me have said, 
can you imagine they offered them women and they refused to sleep with women they decided to sleep with men as if fornication is not as great a sin as homosexuality you see when we start to place levels on sinfulness as if one is greater than the other we lose sight of the fact that God died for sin sin the root cause he leveled all our sin the greatest and the smallest sin turns you to filthy rags before God he understood that sin is sin and sin is caused as the act of sin is caused primarily by the root cause sin the root nature the sin nature that was on all men when Adam fell in the garden so what did he do instead he sent Jesus as a propitiation for that sin nature that's what he did so when we start to place levels on sinfulness homosexuality gasp oh my goodness how dare you lying and eh, God understands no trust me all sin na sin all of sin na sin that is the fact of the matter if all you did before the coming of Christ Jesus was that you lied and then there was another person who was homosexual who was a thief who was a murderer you both are still condemned and on your way to destruction why because all sin now sin the the only thing that takes you away from condemnation which is the fate of any man that comes into the world is jesus christ the receiving of jesus christ by faith in him and his finished work on the cross getting back to the story so we have that the angels strike the men in Sodom and Gomorrah with blindness and then they say Lord take your entire family and leave this place Lord goes to beg his his wife's and brothers and they're like no we're not going anywhere you're you're kidding you're joking and so Lot has to, the angels insist and take Lot's daughters by their hand, take Lot's wife and take Lot and they say, leave. I want you to get to the mountains. That's where I want you to stay. And I will destroy the entire city. I cannot start destroying the entire city until you're out of it. So the angels would have spared the city if there were 10 righteous. But now how, how many do we see? We see Lot. We see his wife. We see his two daughters as four people. And so they're like, we can't do anything. Y'all is righteous. So we're going to take you out of the city. We're going to send you out of the city and destroy the other unrighteous people. So clearly, Lot, um, clearly, the reason for the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah is not just homosexuality. Another angle that I would like you to look at is in the book of Genesis chapter 19 when Lot leaves after his wife is turned to salt he doesn't meet Abraham and Abraham doesn't make any salt jokes guys but something happens Lot's two daughters sleep with him they drunk him two nights in a row and have sex with him so that the lineage of their father will be preserved what does that teach us homosexuality especially in this climate especially in nigeria gasp that's a huge sin incest gasp that's a huge sin but do you know that lot and his daughters were not destroyed by fire and brimstone when they sinned i'll let that sink in they slept with their father they were just saved from destruction because of the sinfulness of the people that they were coming from and yet, 
they were not destroyed? Shouldn't the angels have been like, see you people, I just saved you guys. Okay, that's it. All of you should have died. No. We see grace at work in the Old Testament, even though it is just a shadow of the grace of God. We see grace at work. Like I I often like to um I often like to say that the Old Testament events were quite a shadow, a type of events that were to come in the new covenant or in the new testament we see the destruction of the utter sinfulness of or or we see the destruction of the sinful men completely and then we see a quick juxtaposition of the displaying of grace by lot not being destroyed does this mean that god was god had favoritism no There is no favoritism with God, but a clear showing by God as he wished, as he willed, of his grace. He wanted to show men the fullness of his grace. And that's why these these, um, situations or these happenings had to be recorded so that we who would read and go back will see the grace of God upon men. And we would also see the destruction that is to come or the wrath that is to come upon those who do not accept the who do not accept the life of Jesus as he has come to give to us on the cross. Such were some of you, but you've been washed, you've been cleansed by Jesus. That's what happens. Our lives have been changed entirely by the touch of Jesus. Someone with the sin nature who is who is homosexual is condemned. Someone with the sin nature who lies is condemned. The difference is Christ. Christ does not just save you from a life or a future of condemnation. Christ also gives you the enablement to stay away. He takes away the sin nature and then gives you the enablement to walk in holiness and in righteousness. That's where we're at right now. So to any homosexuals, LGBTQ community listening to this, do not feel condemned. If you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, then there is change for you. There is transforming power on the inside of you. It is available to you. All you have to do is reach in and grab it. Stand by the desires of the Spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of your This is Scriptural Concepts segment and today we're going to be talking about another basic in Christianity, salvation. I'll start off with a quote or a tweet from one of my faves. You guys follow her, she's Fisayo Ade on Twitter and she said, how do I know that I'm righteous? The gift of righteousness is a gift that has to be received. 
you receive it when you accept Jesus. As a believer, you have a new nature. You are no longer a sinner. You are now in right standing with God just by believing in Jesus. Amazing. Thank you, Josiah, for reminding us of that truth. Now, I'll try to tell you a story, but I realize I suck at storytelling. I'll try as best as I can. So there's a parallel or a parallel in a lot of religions, and that is the garden story, the story of the beginning, the first man and the first woman, the eating of the fruit, whatever it was. Some people say it's an apple and the condemnation and the leaving of comfort, which was the garden. So we know all the good stuff that happened. A serpent came to Eve and said, are you sure? And Eve is like, blink, blink, am I sure? And the fruit tastes nice. And she doesn't die after eating the fruit. So she's like, "Mm, maybe this isn't the tree. But yeah, she calls her husband and then both of them eat of that fruit. Now here's something that happens. They don't die. But there's a spiritual death that happens. Romans chapter 5 explains it beautifully. Romans 5 verse 12. It says, By one man's sin, death entered into the world, and death by sin. So, by Adam's sin, death entered into the world. Death, which was spiritual death. So that every single man was condemned to a life of death. Death which was eternal condemnation. That was the death. That was the death destiny of men because their nature was sin. The Bible also records in Romans chapter 3 that the wages of sin is death. And so every single man was paying that wage. Every single man was paying that wage accordingly. Your sinful sin nature on the way to condemnation which is death amazing thanks be to god something happens along the line which was actually the original plan of god christ comes to make a sacrifice for us all for every human being because every human being was condemned to death there was not one no one is righteous romans 3 23 no not one not a single person was considered righteous. That is why Messiah says, as I quoted at the beginning of this, that righteousness is a state of the man in Christ Jesus. Back to my story. So what happens, yeah? Oh yeah, right. You see, man will die and stay dead, which is the fact, which is what we will always see. That the wages of sin is dead and is death, and so they will die and they will be dead, and that will be it, and more men will come to die. So man could not sacrifice for other men. You all will individually pay the penalty for your sin, which is death. Then there is God. So God as God could not die. He, he is eternal life. He embodies eternal life. He gives eternal life to all who believe he could not die as God. So there had to be a little waiver. God became man. And because he was the God man, in essentiality God, but in divinity, in essentiality man, but in divinity God, he would die but rise again. That was the importance of the God man. 
he could stay in heaven and snap his fingers and go i'll save these guys because i want to save them which he really did but god is god and we need to always remember that god is god and it is always about him so here's the truth about god he's just he's a just god and justice meant justice meant that the wages of sin was death that was the penalty you sin you die everyone was supposed to die and that was justice so god had to find a man who could die in essence god had to become a man who could die so that he will pay the just recompense for sin but the same god is also faithful and full of mercy and he said faithfully that he will save man and he said mercifully that he will save man and because he's god and cannot die when he became man and died he rose again on the third day for our justification for our salvation so what happens is that Jesus the god man came to earth sacrificed himself died the death of a criminal on the cross spoken about years before he was even born he came and he made that sacrifice for every single person in the world and because Jesus has made that sacrifice he has made it easy for us all to come into his throne and that is just by faith it's easy right yeah but it wasn't so easy for Jesus he took off his heavenly robes i imagine got down from his amazing throne and decided to tabernacle among men the angels sing till this day who is man that you are mindful of him god cares extremely he cares so much about every single person in the world every last soul is important to god and that is why he sent jesus to sacrifice himself for every single person the salvation story is a story that is honestly too good to be true but it is true and it beckons to you right now if you're listening to this you've gotten to this point i hope you did enjoy this entire episode and if you haven't received jesus received his life which in essence is eternal life which is able to make you righteous blameless able to bring you to the throne of god able to save you to the uttermost to the end of the end titi lai lai completely entirely if you haven't received this life if you haven't received what jesus has for every single person you can right now and all you have to do is believe all you have to do is say lord jesus and say this from your heart i believe in you i believe that you came to earth as a man and sacrificed yourself for me and i know that you did this because you are god and you have shown your love toward me that even while i was a sinner and in essence with a sin nature you sacrificed yourself for me thank you for this truth and thank you for your sacrifice 
if you've said that prayer from your heart and you actually meant it, then welcome, brother, welcome, sister, to the family of God. I'm so excited to have you on board. Jesus is excited. There's great joy in heaven right now that you've joined and you've come on board. The Holy Spirit lives within you. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit that you've received, then you can reach out to me on social media at SheFancesLat. I can also tag a lot of other people on my social media you can reach out to and speak of your newly received salvation. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you everyone who's listened to this episode thus far. Have an amazing time. See you next week.